You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, Episode 24. Inspired by her grandmother's love of cooking and their relationship built over baking delicious cookies and cakes, Amanda Dutry took a leap of faith last October and left her job in law enforcement to open her own bakery. Now, I'm sure you've heard stories of people up and quitting their job one day and deciding to jump into their own business. But to be honest, those stories are few and far between. And most of the time, they're leaving out a lot of the story. Like most of us, Amanda knew she wanted to have a plan to make sure that this new venture would be successful and sustainable. I love Amanda's story because she was so honest about what it truly takes to be brave and follow your dreams. It isn't easy, and it doesn't happen overnight. Too often we hear about the highlight reels and the overnight success stories, but I think it's so important to hear the full story of how entrepreneurs make it all happen. I'm so excited to help share Amanda's story, and I know you guys are going to be so inspired by it. So let's jump in. You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women across the U.S. working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm talking with Amanda Dutry. She is the owner of Bobby Ruth's Bakery. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. So, Amanda, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and Bobby Ruth's Bakery? business um, that was born in November of 2017, although I've been a um, self-taught baker pretty much all of my life. I kind of um, naturally inherited the talent from my grandmother, who the business is named after, um, and I was in law enforcement and uh, government for the majority of my adult life and decided to put that career path to the side and follow my dreams um, the end of October of 2017 and opened up Bobby Ruth. And we started slowly building that business towards the end of 2017 and became um, a full-time bakery business um, online based in March of 2018. That's awesome. And I got to say congratulations because didn't you just buy your brick-and-mortar store or rent it? We are in the process of still doing that to close that out very soon. That's so exciting. Yeah, I saw it online and just wanted to say congrats because that's so exciting. It is. Thank you so much. Of course. That is a very interesting career change going from law enforcement and government to baking. And you said you've done baking your entire life. So what was kind of the catalyst for you to leave law enforcement and government and to follow your dreams to open a bakery? So my husband and I have been together for a number of years. And many years ago, before we were actually married, we actually looked at a storefront um, before I kind of got into full-time law enforcement. And we decided we still had personal debt. It just wasn't the time to go into this this huge, you know, self-business debt as well. So we decided, you know, maybe it's something we'll do whenever we retire. And so I went forward with my law enforcement career. I did that for a number of years and just started feeling it was a very stressful career and it was a career that pulled me away from my family very, very much. And it wasn't fulfilling this kind of creative part of me that was just longing for for more to do, which is what my my baking side and my, my personal business does. So um, we decided, why are we 
know, putting until retirement what I want to do, you know, for really for the rest of my life, what I really enjoy doing and what I can do well. Um, so we decided that I would quit my law enforcement career, and I did that at the end of October of 2017. And then we just started kind of gradually building the bakery business until it became our, our full-time thing now. Wow, that's incredible. So I'd love to hear about that process of like actually quitting your job and then moving towards starting this business. I know, I mean, I know it's kind of like, oh, wow, thinking back, there's a lot that went on. But were there yeah. certain steps that you took after you decided to quit your job to actually start the business? Absolutely. Yeah, so um, it took a lot of planning and a lot of prayer, just um, trying to build up my faith and know that what I was doing was what you know, I was being led to do and not something that was going to you know, fail or that I was going to fall back and something that was going to put us in just a, a terrible spot. So one thing my husband encouraged me to do was, even though I was quitting my full-time career in law enforcement, and we were kind of slowly building this bakery business to maybe seek out a part-time job that would kind of not only fill some of that gap in time and give us a little bit of income, even though it was just part-time, but something that I could also um, kind of learn a little bit since I'm a self-taught baker. There's certainly a lot of things out there that I don't know that I could still learn. So we decided that I would uh, pick up a part-time job at a local bakery. So I did that by working at um, Carlos Bakery, which is the cake boss at Perimeter Mall. Oh, cool. So I did that for, yeah, I did that for six months after I quit um, law enforcement until I was able to um, quit that in, let's see, we did that through the month of April 2018 until we could do Bobby Roots full-time. That was one big thing that really just kept us in balance and helped helped us to kind of grow a little bit more slowly and organically and not like completely lose all of our income at the same time. So it made it a little less risky. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such great advice for people who are maybe starting out or want to make that leap from side hustle to full-time. Actually taking that part-time job where you can learn you know, I've done that myself. I'm basically being paid to learn by taking these jobs. It's going to teach me stuff for when I want to take my job full time. So you make a mistake on someone else's dime. <laughs> That's what I always say Absolutely. instead yeah. of your own, <laughs> which hopefully there's not too many mistakes, but like, you know, I think that's a great thing to do for somebody who maybe feels like they're not completely ready to take that jump, but wants to like move yeah. in the, the right direction. So I love that. Absolutely. A lot of girls ask me, you know, what's, what's something I could do before I take that full job from my, you know, my side business or my side hustle to do it at full time. And that's one of the first things I recommend is find something you can dabble in part time that'll get you paid a little bit, but mm -hmm. where you can also work. Definitely. You said your business was named after your grandmother, right? Bobby Ruth? Yes. So what did she teach you or what inspired you to name the business after her? family who we just kind of have this inherent talent for baking we don't really have to put a lot of time or a lot of effort into it we just kind of either have our own family recipes or we find a good recipe we maybe tweak it a little bit just to make it our own and it just kind of it's almost like magic it just kind of happens for us and we're both really good at decorating cakes and all that kind of stuff too so we not only make delicious stuff but we make stuff pretty too so no one else in our family really has the talent for that like the two of us do. So she also passed away in December of 2016. So really it was it was her passing that kind of put all this into motion and along with me, you know, kind of not feeling fulfilled in my law enforcement career. Mm -hmm. So I decided, 
you know, if I'm going to go forward and do this, um, I want it to be kind of a tribute to her. So how can I do that and let people know and kind of tell her story and let it be about her too? So we decided to name it after her. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. So you've been working from, I'm, I'm guessing you've been working out of your home until now since you've got this brick and mortar space, right? So no, we actually are not a cottage business operating out of our home. I, we thought about doing that, but unfortunately our home would have to have a kitchen added on and so many things changed about it. And I actually didn't want my home to be my place of business too. So what we did was we found a commercial shared kitchen that's in Atlanta. It's right off of 285 and 85. And it's basically what it is is it's a large kitchen space and it has multiple kitchens and everything you would need in it. And a lot of different um, food businesses operate out of it under whether it's Department of Agriculture or um, whatever governing agency it is. You can get your, your proper licensing and everything that you need without operating out of the home. That is so interesting. I've never heard of anything like that before. I mean, I've heard of like shared office space, but never shared kitchen space. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really great for um, different food businesses like caterers who don't need a storefront or, you know, small businesses who aren't ready for a storefront. It's really great. You basically pay like a monthly rent based on your hours that you use the kitchen. And it's just really awesome. Very cool. So since you are baking all the time and doing all this fun stuff, do you have like a favorite thing to bake or a favorite project that you've done so far? My favorite thing to bake? Goodness. I know that's a hard Um, question. It's like asking your favorite kid. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You know, I go back and forth. I like to do um, like new and fun things or kind of like just create something out of the blue. So I've kind of gotten to where now I have a little bit of extra time and ability to kind of like play with things a little bit. So we made some strawberry, everything we make is from scratch. So if we make a pie, the pie crust, the filling, everything from scratch for us. So we made a um, strawberry basil pie filling recently and made our um, strawberry basil hand pies. And those are probably one of my favorite things now. That sounds delicious. Do you have a niche that you work with? Do you do like weddings or anything in particular or is it kind of a little bit of everything? It was basically all custom cakes. I mean, because that's how, you know, a, a web-based bakery business is really gets built from the bottom up is your custom order. So we do kids' birthday cakes, baby shower cakes, wedding cakes, and, you know, of course, cupcakes. And then there's a lot of trends going on right now that aren't just cakes. So pretty much everything in between. But we also started doing, once I started noticing and doing this full-time, once I left Carlos part-time, I had some, you know, extra time during the week where I'm not doing custom orders. So we started doing some farmer's markets. So right now we're doing um, four different farmer's markets, four different days of the week. And so we have kind of a 50% custom cake business or custom, you know, desserts business. And then the other half is um, our farmer's market customers. To each of the farmer's markets, we take different things, whether it's an array of cookies to our hand pies I was just talking about, or cake slices, different things every week. Very cool. So I'm so curious about this transition that you've made from this shared kitchen and, and an online business to actually have a storefront. Can you kind of walk me through what that's been like? Yeah. So it's actually, uh, even using the, the shared kitchen was kind of a transition in and of itself, but for somebody who had always baked out of her home, mm-hmm. um, so that was quite a transition. 
position. And so now that I've gotten used to that, it's going to be very interesting getting used to the storefront. But basically, it's and it's all so new to me as a as a business owner, as a baker on so many different levels, kind of going through this process. But basically, where we are now is just going through the process of you know looking at the lease terms and you know looking at the space. Um, every couple weeks, we've only only actually been inside of it once now, um, and it was pretty much finished. And then we'll get to um, bring in a general contractor and have it built out to. Um, are specific, so everything will be exactly how we design it, and it'll just be hopefully really awesome. So do you work with your husband? Is that the weed that I'm hearing? You know, I say that so often. He is um, he doesn't do like the hands-on baking or anything, but he's very much involved in the business side of things, the planning, the numbers, the finances. Just because we are kind of doing this all ourselves, we will, of course, have to have some bank assistance, but like I said, we've been out of personal debt for a while now, so we're trying to do this smart financially and not get too in over our heads, so we're investing some of our personal money and then some of, you know, what we've already earned through the bakery, but he is very much a business strategist, I would say, so he definitely helps me with the major decisions. I'm always fascinated by couples that work together. I mean, like I see, I'm a photographer, so I see these like husband and wife photography teams and I'm like, oh, that'd be so cool. And then I think, wait a minute, do I really want to work with my <laughs> with my partner? So like, how has that been yeah, for you yeah. guys balancing the relationship and the work? And I mean, has that been something that came naturally or have you had to work on it a little bit? We definitely had to work on it because I can tell you when I first brought this idea to him that I wanted to quit my law enforcement job and say cake for a living, um, he wasn't too thrilled with that at that point in time. And I really had to prove to him um, that I wasn't just, you know, living on a dream or, you know, that I was really taking this seriously. He's like, okay, well, if you're going to do it, write out a business plan, let's look at it, let's see where you're at when you do it. And I think he probably didn't believe that I would do it. And when I did it, it kind of showed him I was serious. And kind of ever since then, he's taken me a little bit more serious each time, you know, he's helped me to do something. Because I am kind of more of this carefree, creative individual where he's the more um, business-minded, logical, sensible person. So mm-hmm. Although we're very much opposites, we play off of each other's different characteristics very well. So where I fail, I feel like he fills in and, you know, kind of helps me wherever I can't do things by myself. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm curious. You said you're a self-taught baker. So have you sought out, like, any education or, like, how did you learn to do all this intricate design and baking and all that stuff that you do now? So I say I'm a self-taught baker, and as far as baking goes, I am completely self-taught. I've never taken any kind of culinary classes or anything like that. Um, The only type of um, decorating courses I've taken – I took I took and taught afterwards the Wilton cake decorating classes that you can take at like Michaels or some different craft stores. Other than that, it's kind of you know you watch YouTube tutorials and you talk to other bakers and just find different ways. On, you know online you can find anything and everything now. So I kind of fill a lot of my time learning new trends and new ways to decorate things and kind of the more modern ways to do things because. I am very much an old-school baker and decorator, and I do want to kind of go into more um, culinary training in the future. We just haven't been able, been able to do that yet. So what is, like, old-school baking? Like, what what does that mean exactly? When I say old-school, um, and I mean as far as decorating, it's like the borders on cakes are all your seashell borders and 
just very typical, like everything's iced in one color, but your border may be different color on your cake. And, okay, so um, like more traditional. So, yeah, yeah, traditional. Whereas now you see more of the modern bakers doing some fun things with different colors and different textures and using different piping tips um, with their icing in different ways that people have never done before. And it's just very, um, it's very modern, yet very, it makes it more artistic in my opinion. Okay. So is that something that's built into kind of like your branding and your marketing that you're like a more traditional decorator and that's kind of like part of your thing? Yes. I would say everything about us is a little bit more traditional, although I do like the ability to kind of step out of that every now and then, especially if we have a customer that comes up and says, hey, can you do this? I, I will say absolutely. I would love the opportunity to do that if it's something out of the ordinary for us, just to be able to say, number one, it's a challenge for me to do it. Number two, we can step out of that traditional box. Okay, gotcha. So I just like to ask this because... Of course, as new business owners, we all have our struggles. So what has been one of the biggest struggles you've come up against in your journey so far being a business owner? Oh, goodness. Confidence. Self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I think I think we as humans, number one, but women are so self-critical. Um, we find it hard for us to, number one, once decide that we can do something or we think we can do something, we start to compare ourselves to every other person who does that or every other business in our area who does that. And we start to ask ourselves, what what makes me think that I can do this? Like, I'm not as good as them. Or you just start to criticize yourself and think, why am I doing this? And so I, of course, started doing that to myself and thinking, can I do this? And can I replace my full-time law enforcement income with, you know, this bakery business. Like, are we going to be able to sell enough cakes and cookies to, to pay our bills? And it's just a matter of knowing that you are, you're here for a reason and following your passion as part of that. And if your passion is something that can make you money and it's something that you're good at, then you have to follow that. Like, if that's your passion for a reason, and you just have to follow through with it, and you have to continue to learn and continue to get better at it, but then also just just get out there and do it instead of criticizing and questioning yourself. Yeah, that can be a really difficult thing to overcome. I think all of us, especially female entrepreneurs, deal with that self-criticism and comparing ourselves to each other like you know social media definitely does not help sometimes it can be it can be a great tool but it can also be a very difficult demon you know when you're comparing yourself to other people all the time it sure can Mm -hmm. so when you first started this and you were looking to move jobs or create this business how did you go about finding your first clients Oh, goodness. Well, I tell you, there's been friends and family that have, you know, before I was actually doing cakes and whatnot for, for money for a business, I had friends and family that came to me for their kids' birthday cakes and cupcakes and cookies for, for many years. I have one, one of my very best friends has gotten her daughter and her stepdaughter's birthday cakes for me for probably eight years now. So it was just a, you know, it just so happens that you know, I've been doing it that long and, you know, we've been building it for that long. But, um, so there's, there's been those people all along who started referring people, you know, their friends and family to me. And then once we started using, you know, happenstance, you just said it, social media, you know, it's a great tool to get people to notice you. You put pictures of your work up there. People eat with their eyes. 
so if you make it look appealing, they're going to like it, and they're going to be drawn to your product. So social media has been great for us, too. But really just word of mouth, um, and then social media has been great. So this is kind of a, a left turn, but you talked about the confidence issue and like building that up when you're first starting and actually making your passion something that's profitable. So what advice would you give to those people who are struggling with the idea of actually making their passion something that can make money? Just trying to educate yourself as much as you can. Like like me, I'm trying to learn as much as I can about new trends and cakes and desserts and weddings. Um, so trying to keep current um, and make sure that you're able to compete with, with whoever your competition is. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean comparing yourself to them, but just making sure that you have the same or more to offer than your competitors. Just kind of, you know, positive self-talk can actually be a really big thing. So when you wake up every morning, just kind of tell yourself something positive, whether it's related to you as a person, as an individual, or whether it's related to your business. Um, just kind of wake up every morning and tell yourself, look, we're going to have a great day. You know, look yourself in the mirror and, you know, just give yourself something positive about the day forward. And that's going to internally help you with your self-confidence and then in turn going to help you with your self-confidence in your business as a business owner. I think that's great advice. Something that can help and hurt self-confidence is money. I feel like that's always a touchy topic with people, especially when they're starting their own business. But when you're starting a new okay. venture... Um, or taking your side hustle full time. I feel like money is one of the first things that you're thinking about. It's always front of mind. So like how has your relationship with money and finances changed since you've started your own business and become your own boss? Um, I've always been a little bit of a, um, I like to say frugal, but I guess I'm a little bit of a tightwad. Um, even more so with my business money, of course, um, once we we started the, the business full time, um, we set up our own checking account, so you know nothing was coming out of our personal finances for the business. And I find myself, you know, whether it's a dollar here or a dollar there, you start to question every little dollar that you spend, whereas you might not necessarily do it on that level with your personal finances. So you take it very, very seriously as a small business does. There might not be as much in that account as there is in your personal finances. Right. And so like setting up that separate bank account, I've always heard that is like a good a step to take to kind of start looking at it as a business bank account and not just like, oh, I'm paying this out of my personal. But do you have any other tips or tricks or strategies that you've used to kind of stay on top of uh, your finances and make smart decisions when it comes to that financial decisions for your business? You know, I, I'm not a very um, financially or numbers-minded person. Um, so my husband's been a big help with any kind of like financial goals or knowing our numbers, like knowing how much does it cost to make that cake and how much of a profit am I making on it, that kind of thing. I do find that we have not hired a, an accountant or anything yet. We basically use QuickBooks Online to manage all of our finances. And I really like how easy that is, um, which you kind of get in and kind of figure out how to do things. That's really been very helpful for us. So I would definitely recommend that for someone who's not really able to outsource somebody who, to do their accounting and who wants to do it themselves. And it's still kind of, you know, fairly low level. They don't have a lot of different bills or different, um, you know, things to track. QuickBooks is really, really helpful. Yeah, QuickBooks is great. What has surprised you the most about being a business owner? What has surprised me the most? 
my initial response would be my ability to kind of grow, considering, you know, one of my biggest challenges was the whole self-confidence issue. Whenever you're having to earn customers and get out there and advertise for yourself and put yourself out there along with all your competitors, you kind of have to become your biggest cheerleader and you have to become somebody who is overly confident in your business and its ability to do as well as whoever your competitors are. So, you know, if people are on Facebook asking for, you know, in one of the, whether it's a yard sale group or the connections group asking for, hey, who can do this cake? There might be 10 other people who have chimed in and said, I can do it. I get to come in and say, hey, I'm the owner of Bobby Group's Bakery. We can do this for you. We can do it better than anybody else, and we can do it at a better price point. So I think I've grown um, that person who lacked all that self-confidence in the beginning to this person who is very confident in not only her talent, what she's doing, but in the business itself. That's awesome. Do you have any specific strategies that you've used to kind of help set you apart from your competitors? Because I feel like Atlanta or maybe just their surrounding areas, you know, it can get quite competitive. (laughs) So I'm just wondering if, yeah, if there's anything that you've done or any strategies you've used to kind of set yourself apart in such saturated environment. I think it's something I've mentioned a little while ago, just really knowing your competitors. And again, it's not necessarily comparing yourself or, um, you know, whether you're better than them or not, it's just knowing who your competitors are and knowing, um, you know, like your price point versus theirs, your quality versus theirs. How are you different from them? Um, You know, like the price of one of my cakes might be a little bit more expensive than another baker, but it might be that the quality of ingredients I use is a lot higher or something I use is, is different than theirs. So knowing what you have to offer versus whoever your competitors are is a big plus and being able not only you knowing it but being able to tell people that and tell it in a in a positive way so that you're not you know necessarily bashing another business but just telling someone how your business is different than the other one yeah I think that's definitely a fine line that we all try to walk setting yourself apart without bashing somebody else because that's never really helpful (laughs) exactly exactly well, are there any books that you've read or like courses or podcasts that you've listened to that you found to be helpful that you might recommend? You know, before um, before I actually officially or actually it was in between the transition of leaving law enforcement and full time starting this business, um, my husband we're big Dave Ramsey followers. That's how we kind of um, got into such a financial um, personal independence level for us. He encouraged me. If I was going to quit my job and start this business, he wanted me to go to this three-day workshop that was going to be in Tennessee, and it just so happened. It was like the first week of November after I left my law enforcement career, and it was called Business Boutique, and it was led by a woman named Christy Wright, and this whole three-day workshop seminar was geared towards women who wanted to open their own business or be in business for themselves, no matter what area of business it was, whether you're a, a baker, whether you're an accountant, whatever it is, it was geared towards women in business. And it was a really great place to um, not only just kind of connect with other women, but they had different speakers, um, whether it was from finances to kind of finding your niche for people who knew they wanted to be in business for themselves, but they didn't really know what they wanted to do. It just kind of covers the whole realm. And she does have um, the book called Business Boutique as well. But it's 
and they do the different seminars too and it was just really great it was a great way to kind of kickstart this in between phase of me leaving my full-time law enforcement career and starting this business and I would highly recommend anything by Christy right um any of the um she has the one day seminars she does three day seminars there's the book and then she's also on Facebook and Instagram I will absolutely link to all of that in the show notes so people can check it out yeah, that's awesome. So do you have any goals or big projects that you're working on? Of course, you, you know, you're opening your store and all that stuff. Is there anything else that you're really excited to be working on in the future? I can tell you that once we get um, the storefront, I would love to start offering some baking and um, decorating classes, whether it's for kids or adults, and then also kind of um, furthering my education and taking some culinary classes so that I can learn a bit more about the science behind, the, you know, some of the baking that I may know how to do, but maybe, maybe I don't fully 100% understand the science behind it. Very cool. So I know everyone's going to want to check you out and follow you on your journey and find out where the store is and everything. So can you let the audience know how they can find you? Absolutely. So we are on Facebook um, at Bobby Roots, and that's B-O-B-B-I-E-R-U-T-H-S. We are on Instagram as Bobby Roots Bakery. And then our website is www.bobbyroots.com. And again, that's B-O-B-B-I-E-R-U-T-H-S.com. And we are hoping that the storefront will be open in Sugar Hill, like I said, in October or November of 2018. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I've had the best time talking to you. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. It's been a pleasure, and I appreciate you having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed my interview with Amanda. Before I sign off, I just want to thank everyone who's already left a review and rating on iTunes. And if you haven't already, it just takes a second. Just go over to the iTunes app or the podcast app and leave a quick review or rating. I read them all and it means so much to me. It also helps get the show out to new listeners and to potential guests. So thank you again, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. Thank you for listening, and until next time, keep hustling.